I'm Kristen. I'm Janae. And this is the KJV, the Kristen and Janae version, Bible for Basics. So, Janae, can you tell everybody why we are here and what KJV Bible for Basics is? So, this podcast is about really just how messy the Bible is, child, because when we read the Bible, (laughs) all we see is modern day uh, drama in old time. I don't know, even know what to call it. Like legalistic terms. Right, and legalistic terms. You know, the Shakespeare version, I guess. But that good, <laughs> that good uh, King James version that, that all the old saints swear by. <laughs> and so we realize people don't know how funny, how drama-filled, how many like good stories are in the Bible and how relatable it is to today's time. Yes, they didn't have technology, but child, they had tons of drama. And so the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And we just wanted to talk about the fact that these things are still happening. Absolutely. One of the biggest myths about the Bible is that it's boring, but it's not boring at all. Yo, these people had so much drama. They did the absolute most. (laughs) And when me and Janae read the Bible, we literally read it like we're watching an episode of The Real Housewives. Yes. And so we just wanted to share that with you, let you know the Bible as we see it, the life lessons that we learn and how fun it is and how funny it is when we read them in all of their drama. Yes. So that brings us to our first topic. Janae, what are we talking about today? There's some hoes in this house. There's some hoes in this house. Hey, there's some hoes in this Bible. (laughs) Okay. There is. We love talking about the hoes in the Bible because there are plenty. Okay. We like to attribute that word or that phrasing to modern times or think like, oh, it was just one or two. No. There were lots of hoes in the Bible. And so we're going to talk about two of our favorite hoe stories in the Bible. One, um, both that you can take good lessons out of. One is more so a don't do. And the other one is a do-do. A do-do. Okay. <laughs> so I'm so excited. Um, Janae's going to start us out. Who are you talking about today, Janae? So I'm talking about Samson and Delilah. This is literally one of my favorite Bible stories. One, because it's hilarious, and two, because it is so drama-filled, and it's just so relatable to the people that I see today, especially on social media. So we're going to kick it off and talk about Samson. So Samson, just to paint you a picture, ladies, ladies, he is our, okay, and I'm speaking to Janae B.C., that's before Christ, he is our... favorite type of man absolutely the bad boy okay he's he done been to jail he got an ex-wife i love it though yes he got locks huh oh he got them locked and he keep them twisted right okay and he's strong he is definitely one of those i'll shoot this whole place up if you ask me to type of dude the type of dude ladies that you um you just um, you meet him in the club and you like that one okay Mm -hmm. you see him from across the room right with them locks up in a a good little top knot okay (laughs) and you're like oh yes that is my man tonight okay right right and then he was also had like a 
cultural, like sensitive side to him. He wrote a little song slash poetry. And he, he was definitely the dude that like you follow on Instagram that has like the Bible verse in his bio. But if you click on his story on a Saturday night, you probably going to see some booty shaking on there. <laughs> She's not lying, though. And the, like there's proof in the Bible that that if Samson was alive in, in this day and age, that's what you would see. So let's let's dig into the proof. Yeah. Tell us about Samson. So Samson, like I said before, he was a divorcee. He tried to get married to this young lady. And long story short, it just did not work out. The woman didn't love him the way he thought. And really, he was never supposed to be with her anyway um they were unequally yoked for you bible scholars but literally like he it was like the difference of like he went to another city like he went on vacation and then fell in love with this girl so he like lived in dc went to atlanta and was like nah i'm gonna marry her (laughs) but like (laughs) distance sir like he didn't take it into account anything else not the distance not the cultural like differences nothing he was just like nah i'm I'm, I'm her and yeah she cute and uh i'm gonna marry her and it didn't work out so he moves on and he has a track record of i'm not gonna call him a womanizer but he liked females very much so let me so we're over in judges by the way the story of samson is in is in judges and it literally says right in there that he loved prostitutes right so I would say womanizer could be a safe bet. Right. <laughs> it could be a safe bet. Right. So Samson, he he moves on. He ends up meeting Delilah in one of his, um, well, they're not really sure. They don't really say exactly how they met. Delilah could have been a prostitute. She could have just been a woman working. She could have been several different things. But one thing we do know is she kind of like, she gives me the suburban vibes of mm. the girl who doesn't really have like a lot of money. She ain't rich, but she also ain't poor she's the girl who lives in the suburbs that goes to the hood that's like no nah, i want i want some excitement in my life mm. so basically she's uh lauren london off of i uh, cannot you what's that movie i can't <laughs> she's new new okay okay i am a week yeah we don't know for sure we know what we do know is that samson is still in that womanizing phase of his life and he's mm-hmm. still in that that phase where women are the only thing he sees because it literally is talking about his obsession with prostitutes and then it says he fell, fell in love with a woman named Delilah. So you have to remember like where his mindset was when he meets this woman. Right. And like I said, Delilah was new, new. You know what I'm saying? She wasn't as rich, but she was like, nah, I'm going to go to the hood because that's where all the good dudes are. And that's where dudes with dreads and top knots at. Okay? Period. In the hood. Delilah knew. She so knew. Delilah was one of those girls like she in modern times would be like, uh, I'm independent woman. I-N-D-E-P. Mm-hmm. You know, if it don't make money, then it don't, don't make sense. sense. Okay. Like, that's her whole philosophy that's- on life. She's about to get this money any way that she can. And so Samson at this point, of course, he had a reputation for not only being a, you know, a womanizer, but also he was very, very strong. And like other people didn't like the fact that he was strong, because if you make Samson mad, he going to kill you. Like, period. 
people didn't like him because he had an attitude problem. He was a hothead and he was strong. So they couldn't really do anything about it. Everybody that they sent to try to like harm him, like he ended up killing and was like, that's all you got. (laughs) Right. Right. (laughs) And laughing at them. Right. That's all you got home. Right. He made a whole song about it. Period. (laughs) So anyway, so they get tired of him and they realize he's in love with Delilah. What I love is that the Bible never says that Delilah loved him back. It just says like he fell in love with Delilah. Mm -hmm. So we'll come back to that. But (laughs) so they get in touch with Delilah. All these like powerful, rich men get in touch with Delilah and is like, yo, we'll pay you a bunch of money if you get him to tell you like how he's so strong because we're trying to capture him and we can't figure out what his weakness is. What is his kryptonite? Like, tell us. So she so she agrees because, again, she's trying to get this money. Her stimmy ain't dropped yet. And she's trying to make sure that she can, you know, buy a whale sometime soon. So, <laughs> I not. Yes, because sis wanted whale for dinner because okay. she got that expensive taste. Look, right? she wanted whale. Right. So she literally, so she goes and she asks him like, oh, well, how do you, like, where does your strength come from? You know what I'm saying? Like, does her little thing, flips her hair, and Samson tells her a lie. And just like a woman, Delilah gets mad at him for lying Mm -hmm. when she's the one trying to deceive him. And I'm like, sis, you're the one trying to trick him. And she gets mad at him. It's like, how dare you lie to me, Samson? I done been with you for three years. Had two of your kids. Okay, that didn't happen. But I would have been with you all this time. Doing the most. She is one of those people who's like, who's like, all men lie. All men cheat. I can't stand men. While she's steady posting about being independent, she's like, because these men are liars. Because ain't none of them honest. Because they all trash. Time. Let's just ignore the fact. Let's forget Delilah that you're literally trying to deceit him into his capture, right. but he lied to you. Right. Like it don't matter that you're vindictive and manipulated because right. that man lied. Right. These men lie. So he tells her <laughs> on three different occasions, three different ways to basically tie him up so that he can not be strong. But all of them are lies. And Kristen had a really good revelation Look, about this. I want to tell you, y'all. So. As an adult, when I read this story, I was absolutely blown. I had to go back and read it like three times to make sure I was not tripping. And y'all, I'm not tripping. So let's remember that this man met her in this period of his life where he's out here womanizing and sleeping with all these prostitutes and stuff. So you know they're in a sexual relationship. It's right. made quite obvious. And she keeps asking this man, like, what is your um, your secret? Like, how... How do you stay strong? And he keeps telling her, well, I lose my strength if you do this. And three different times he tells her a lie about what makes him strong. Right. And all three times he lies about getting tied up. <laughs> I had the revelation that this man was into bondage. <laughs> Samson was into bondage and they was in the bedroom and he was telling Delilah to tie him up. Right. He liked it. He, he was okay. a whole freak. May I add? Still my type. <laughs> Still Which, my again, type. makes him even more of Janae B.C.'s oh, type Lord. because, yeah. But, yeah, he Disclaimer, was... Disclaimer, mm-hmm. that was before we, you know, got pretty saved right, and, right. and found more Jesus because... Right. You know, Samson, at this point in time in my life, it would be dangerous for me. Yeah. Um, but there was a time. There was a time. Okay? Risk uh, risk it all and my credit score for Samson. Period. Risk it all. Uh, who cares? 500. I'm good. Let's go. As long as, he, <laughs> as long as he comes home with me. Right. But the funny part about Delilah, we have to remember that she's doing all of this. 
Like, then sneaking off to the bedroom. In the meantime, every time she get mad that he lied and posts, oh, man, lie, can't stand him. You know, the next day, she's still posting, that's Bay. Me and Bay. You, me and Bay going to dinner tonight. Me and, but those, like, those pictures where all you can you see, see is, is his head. <laughs> is head. She don't even post his whole face. <laughs> Trifling. I can't stand Delilah's. <laughs> What's understood doesn't need to be explained. Come on. That is Delilah all day. Yes. That's what y'all have to know. Yes. So she does all this and it gets mad every single time that he lies to her so finally he tells her the truth and he's like listen if you cut my hair you know then i won't be strong anymore so she does the same thing she always does she seduce him she give him that good good and then she, while he's fought when he falls asleep she cuts his hair off well somebody else does but anyway her, his hair gets cut is the point and so the people who don't like him come in they capture him they bind him up they gouge out his eyes and he literally becomes like a prisoner slash slave and ends up being like the court gesture like mm-hmm. jester like they bring him out to like entertain the rich people the king and like all his friends occasionally when they are bored literally he becomes like what he used to be a joke he mm-hmm. went from being a prankster jokester poet type of guy to like becoming the punchline to the joke and unfortunately for samson it really doesn't end well for him long story short he ends up dying because he finally prays to god and is like listen i'm so sick of this lifestyle i can't see anything i'm not strong anymore i pray that you just give me strength one more time so i can knock down these pillars in like a coliseum so think of like a football stadium and he was like brought in the stadium to like entertain everybody that is in like the rafters and all that stuff and there's two big pillars in the middle that kind of hold the whole stadium together they chain him to it knowing that that he's not strong and so that's when he prays to god and is like give me strength one more time so i can knock these pillars down and kill all these people including myself mm-hmm. and god is like okay all right cool sure. And so I don't, I know it ends kind of weird, you know, kind of low, but what I got from it, like some morals here was that you have to understand. And if you go and read Judges 13, which is the beginning of Samson's life, Mm. Samson was like birthed to liberate his people, to liberate the people from the oppression that they were um, experiencing. He he was supposed to use his his strength, his natural God-given strength to help liberate his people. And he used it frivolously and used it for mm. his own benefit. So he was born to bring liberation, but his weakness slash obsession with women further is enslaved his people and ultimately himself. Because right. he wasn't the only one who became a slave. Like they started treating his people bad because they were like, oh, this is the people you come from like this is your family all right bet so all of them were treated terribly because of him and he was ultimately supposed to be their liberation that's so good he became you know like i said the dark side of his gift and yeah women will do anything to uh, get ahead in life because the bible doesn't say what really happened to delilah but no, she was just living her best life after he died right but she got paid paid right they literally paid her and i'm assuming she went on to her next victim look when, women been lying and deceiting from the beginning of time right okay? this is proof this right. is proof but what i find so interesting about this story is you mentioned that he was married before that he was a divorcee mm-hmm. and if you go over to judges chapter 14 the story with him and his wife, um, there's an incident that's so similar to what happened with him and Delilah. So back then, their wedding ceremonies were like litty lit. They were like four days long. Right. And so um, 
as Janae mentioned, he was like a jokester and a prankster and a poet and he did riddles and all of these things. So at his wedding, he's doing this riddle and trying to get everyone to answer the, the riddle. And the woman that he's supposed to be marrying like comes over to him and does the absolute most. She literally <laughs> is like, you don't love me because you won't tell me the answer to the riddle. And if you actually love me and you're supposed to be my husband and like starts sobbing, which is the same thing that Delilah later does to him. Why don't you love me? If you love me, you would tell me your secret. And so they end up like not going through with the the marriage. And it even goes on to say, like the last verse in that chapter is, and Samson's wife was given to one of his companions who had attended had who had attended the the feast. So basically, y'all have a falling out at your own wedding, right. and did she marry your best friend? Yeah, like that's what man Samson was hurt. He was hurt. His yeah. feelings were wounded. And then in the next chapter, he goes on to literally walk in the strength and the calling that God has called him to. He's over here killing people. He writes this this own little song about himself about killing all these people with a, a donkey's jawbone right. because he thinks he's so cute and he's so funny. And so he is. Oh my from, gosh, was he, a, was he a local rapper? He was a rapper! Oh, oh my gosh, gosh. That, he was a local rapper. I just put that together. He was the local rapper, bro. <laughs> why did it take us so long to I figure that know. out? Samson was the rapper, y'all, so he Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. He wrote. He was a rapper who liked hot girls. He was a rapper who liked hot girls and wrote wrote his rap songs about him up in these streets. I'm weak. Fighting dudes. Because that's literally what it was about. So Samson had a whole mixtape, y'all. Yo, (laughs) this was the best revelation we ever had. Oh my gosh. So he wrote this mixtape about him killing people with donkey jawbones. And he literally was, for a minute, walking in his purpose and using his strength um, against the Philistines, which were the oppressors of the Israelites and who ultimately captured him. But right after that, literally right after this poem is when he starts talking about or it starts telling us about his aversion to women and the fact that he's sleeping with prostitutes. And so what I see so clearly um, unfold when you read this story is you have this man who's wounded by a woman. Mm -hmm. And for a moment there, he tries to live in purpose and he is. However, he never heals from it. So he ends up in the situation dealing with the same kind of woman who burned him before and ultimately walking around with that wound, with that unhealed place in his heart because of the pain from his first wife. He ends up dealing with the same people, doing the same kind of thing, and it ultimately is his downfall and what causes him to die, really. Yeah. And let's have some grace for Delilah here, because although she was she was childish, she was also a human. And we're going to give her grace because we don't know what what led her up to that. Like I said, it doesn't say much about her upbringing other than the fact that she wasn't dirt poor, which could mean a lot of things. She could have like not had her dad around like her parents, like one of her parents, she could have been raised in a single parent household. She was obviously missing something in her life where she felt like she had to do this for money um, to this man. And the fact that she had been doing it or continued to do it means that she had skill in it. And there was something broken in her that felt like it was okay to do this to people. Absolutely. After you've been hurt so bad yourself, you become what hurt you. That's not... Like, that's not an accident. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that we can just pass aside and say, oh, she was just born evil. No, she had some problems herself that really obviously did a number on her. And so please give her grace. Absolutely. So don't come for Delilah in the comments. No, Because we've all been Delilah at some point in time. Absolutely. I love to be a good Delilah. Right. 
maybe even still now. Pray for me, y'all. <laughs> but there, there you have it. So Samson and Delilah, really both of them were hoes. Yeah, mm. really both of them. Really both of them. That that story, as Janae likes to say, ends on such a somber note. <laughs> so the story that I want to bring to the table is. It's not exactly a happy one either. However, it ends better. It ends way better. (laughs) Okay. So it's over in the book of Hosea. Hosea is a prophet and he like loves Jesus. Well, you know, Jesus is New Testament, but he loves him some God. Okay. He loves him some God. And all of the Israelites at the time, like Hagan, he's like pretty much the only one in the whole country serving God. And he falls in love with this woman named Gomer. And it says that depending on what version of the Bible you're reading, it says that either Gomer was promiscuous or she was a prostitute. So basically he falls in love with his hoe. (laughs) He falls in love with his hoe and God was like, hey, married a hoe. And so the way that I see it is like, you know, he going along and he see this girl, she living her best life. She's independent. She got like this man buying this for her and this man doing that for her. And he sees her and he was like, I'm going to make her settle down. And he didn't really trust that. But God was like, no, 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 you're right. Go for it. And he was like, but are you sure? Because she out here doing this. And I don't think she loved me. And God's like, no, 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 marry her. And so he goes on to marry her. And surprise, y'all, she cheats. However, Hosea does not give up on Gomer. He goes and fights for Gomer. He goes and and wins her back. It even says that he like pays for her to come back. And the funny part is when she is with the man that she's cheating on Gomer, or I'm sorry, cheating on Hosea with, it says that the man that she's with loves her. It doesn't say that Gomer loves him and never even says that Gomer loves Hosea. Mm -hmm. So now we have three different times now in two Bible stories where it says that the man loves the woman and the woman, not the man. That's because why, Janae? These men be knowing. (laughs) Janae tells me all the time that these men be knowing. They do. I don't know how they know, but men know way before women. And we have to stop acting like that's a strange thing. Like men know that they love us or want to. They know the woman that they love and they know when they want to marry a woman very, very quickly. There's a very cool Twitter thread about this where a young lady like posted on Twitter and asked everybody, "Um, married men, when did you know? And the average response was two months months or less mm-hmm. like men be knowing and some of them were saying like oh I knew before but I wasn't able to act on it for this amount of time or whatever and there's three different men here yeah who in love with two different hoes right. okay can we can we make that clear y'all y'all stop acting like you can't turn a hoe into a house because you can period now Delilah didn't turn out good but Hosea and Gomer they stay together she is literally proof that yes, she messed up, whatever, but you can indeed turn a hoe into a housewife, okay? Right. So they they get back together. She comes home with, with Hosea. She's like, okay, boo, I'm so sorry. You done bought me all the good stuff. Let me come <laughs> home to you. Let's make this work. I love you. And Hosea goes on. This is in like the first three chapters of Hosea. And he goes on to use his marriage as a metaphor for the way that the Israelites basically leave God all the time, how God loves them and will fight for them. And they constantly turn their back on him. And 
at the end of Hosea, you basically see God like, okay, look, I know y'all are messy children and y'all never listen to me. And I get so frustrated because you be doing this and y'all be cheating on me with other gods. (laughs) However, I love you and I want to redeem our relationship. And so Hosea is essentially a story of redemption. And he uses his marriage as a metaphor for the way that God loves Israel. In the story, if you look at it, he he would be God and and Gomer would be the Israelites. And he uses their love to show how um, God will fight for them and make sure that they come back just like he did in his marriage. And they moved forward. They got past it. They stayed together. So my question, Janae, is we have these two different stories of Samson. That that was was way shorter yet, y'all. I know. But we have these two (laughs) different stories of Samson and Delilah. And that ends absolutely horrible and Delilah and Samson are both obviously promiscuous people well I can't say that for sure about Delilah but they're they're in a sexual relationship Samson was obviously out here sleeping around Delilah's manipulative and then you have Gomer who's a promiscuous woman and Hosea and though there was turmoil though their relationship did have um, some trouble it ultimately worked out for the best what was the difference between the two I think the biggest difference is that with Hosea and Samson Hosea sought God on his relationship when Samson also did um, and God told Samson no you guys are unequally yoked because of where you guys come from and it wasn't them like cult it wasn't even necessarily um, like race but they were unequally yoked because his first wife they worshiped a whole different God and God didn't want Samson to like get ingrained in her culture and start worshiping other gods. He's like, no, you know, the one true God don't stray. And you, and he knew like if he got uh, yoked up with that woman that he would stray. And Samson was like, okay, cool. Yeah, no, I'm going to do what I want because Mm -hmm. she looked good and she a hot girl and she's swinging that thing. She got that wop. And so I'm going to do what I want. And Hosea was like, okay, God, what do you want to, what do you think? And God was like, yes, marry her. Mm -hmm. And Hosea was like, are you sure? Okay, I'm not sure. I'm not only know if she loves me or not, but I'm going to go ahead and do it because you asked me to. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree with you so much. Hosea sought God in his his relationship. Here you have Samson who was literally just doing whatever the heck that he wanted. And despite the fact that Gomer had a past and Gomer, you know, had her issues, he sought God on, you know, what he should do. And God was at the center of their relationship. Yeah. Which is why a story of redemption was possible. It was why they were able to move forward and they were able to, you know, stay married because he consulted God the whole way. Had he not, it's very well likely that he would have ended up in death, too. He would have ended up in a bad situation. It's just so um, funny to me because the whole story, Hosea, Hosea uses this story. Again, he's one of the only only people in Israel at the time who's serving who's serving the Lord. All of the other Israelites have gone astray and they're living these dangerous lives. And the funny part is they they talk so much about their sexual immorality in this book. Mm-hmm. So here you are having this man who's in love with a woman who has a past of sexual immorality and he's like freaking out on the rest of the Israelites for the same thing. Mm -hmm. But that just goes to show you that God doesn't care. God can redeem it if you put him in the center, just like he redeemed Gomer and Hosea. But anyway, he uses their marriage as a metaphor to teach, to show other people like love, to show other people God's love, to lead the Israelites back to 
to lead their hearts back to God, where Samson used his hurt and his pain with a woman to destroy him. Hosea used it to bless people. Mm. He used it to walk in purpose. Yeah. He used it to to fulfill the calling that God had on his life. Because, you know, he could have been mad. Imagine, I mean, what would you have done if you were Hosea Janae and Listen, your wife's cheating? Oh, I would have been out. Okay. Period. So he could have went off. He could have went crazy. He could have used it as an excuse to divorce her and go out here and start sleeping with people. But right. he didn't. He fought for his marriage because God said so. And then he used his pain as a story to lead people back to God, which is exactly what we should be doing in our lives. Yep. That's what I was going to say. Absolutely. If you're listening to this wondering like, well, that's great for all these people. But what does that have to do with me? Literally, you could you either know somebody or have been somebody in both of those stories. And it just speaks to the fact that like that those endings don't have to be yours. You can be redeemed from anything. So if you're listening to this and you deal with sexual immorality or you're dealing with a hard time, you've come from a place where you didn't have the support you needed growing up, whatever your situation situation is you can change it around and it doesn't have to be even if you are a hoe hello former hoe hey Hi, yes how are okay you? <laughs> redeemed. Right. and have been redeemed and it can be you as well i think the key is just putting god at the center of whatever it is that you're doing and it really just goes to show you honestly that relationships are life and death Mm-hmm. And we play with them like they're not. We give our bodies away as if it's not. Um, we use social media and all those different things to justify what we do. But at the center of it, like none of that has changed. If you even look at the people who practice these same things, like Absolutely. they're not happy. Like mm-hmm. they're not fulfilled. And a lot of them are talented, but they're not walking in purpose. A lot of them are like Samson where they have all these gifts and talents and everybody can see Best how strong. Yeah. <laughs> They can see all those different like talents that they have, but like they're not making an impact in the right places. And so does it actually really matter? Yeah, that's good. That's so good. And I just want to throw that out, throw this out here. Y'all get out the comments about Gomer too. Okay? Right. That's my girl. Don't come for her. That's my girl. And, and one thing that we, it doesn't give us her viewpoint. And one thing that um, I took away, of course, I can't say for sure because it doesn't give us her viewpoint, but you have to remember that this man, I've said it so many times, he was the only one out here preaching the word of God, which means that he probably spent a lot of time away from his wife yeah. out here doing the work of the Lord. And even though that's a good thing that he's out here doing it, like she probably felt neglected. And it was lonely. probably very, yeah, lonely. It was probably very easy for her to go back um back to the things of the past that used to comfort her. One of my favorite things about this story is it says, remember, the whole story is Israelites and his marriage as a metaphor uh, for that. And it says in Hosea chapter 2 and 14, it says, therefore, I am now going to allure her. I will lead her into the wilderness and speak tenderly to her. So he's using this as as God um, alluring the Israelites back into his presence. But that's what he did to his wife. Remember, this is a metaphor. So if he's going to speak tenderly to her, chances are. That's how God speaks to us. Not only like not only that, chances are. He had to admit that he was wrong. He had to admit that he was um, 
that he he hurt her. He had to to speak tenderly to her to win her back over. Right. Um, now, of course, God didn't do anything wrong to us, but it's just such a foreshadow of the way that that God sent Jesus to fight for us. It literally says later in the next chapter, in the beginning of chapter three, that he buys her back. And despite our our misfortunes despite our bad decisions like god god bought us back and so that's my favorite part of this whole story and i love comparing the two i love just seeing like the damage of what can happen when you don't put your healing in god's hands versus hosea who who did indeed put it in his hands and you have a beautiful story of redemption and a healed relationship really yeah absolutely and i think it is also good to remember that even um with gomer she had a worse past than delilah because if she was a prostitute that means most likely she didn't have a dad a brother or any man in her family to take care of her because that was the culture back in the day they couldn't buy land or do anything unless there was a man around to to like cosign essentially so she was a prostitute either there was only two choices is either she didn't have anybody or the one person that she did have forced her into prostitution. Right. She was sex trafficked. Like, it's possible. And so, and it's possible that, like, she was, she that had happened to her from a very young age. So give her grace as well. She was running away from a good man like we women often do. Girl, because, I would run from Jose. I would be like, what? Yeah, because he was literally the only man that ever loved her. And here she was trying to figure out how to love him back. And the only thing she knew how to do was run from him look y'all cannot tell me i know about three thousand people on my social media right (laughs) Right now now who running from a good man they'd be like oh all you want me to do is sit here look pretty and let you love me bye Bye. i'm out i'm out self-sabotage that's my favorite thing to do right because i'm telling you right now if i was gomer which you know i low-key am like (laughs) like gomer um and Hosea tried to love me i'd be like "Uh uh-uh something ain't right like right you, you like me that's a red flag right something's wrong with you if you find me desirable exactly we do that so often yeah and so just give her grace because i can identify a hundred percent with that mindset of like no i gotta self-sabotage this is too perfect something's wrong period like let me get out of here before he hurts me like type of thing or i see the real him one of my favorite sayings is the spiral downward is fun y'all so (laughs) when she's over here stressed out because this man loves her so much coupled with the fact that okay he loves me but i'm lonely how do i how do i reconcile that he loves me but again this is just speculation but he loves me but he's out here preaching all the time how do you reconcile that in your brain you make an excuse to go self-sabotage and that's what she did at least that's how i interpret the story either way i think both stories have really great lessons on on love on um immorality and how God can redeem it if you let him or how it can be your downfall if you keep it in your own hands. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is just some of our favorite host stories in In the the Bible. Bible. Um, We're so glad that you tuned in to this episode. Stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe, rate us as well. Share it with your family and friends. You never know who you might bless. Thank y'all for listening and we'll see you next time. KJV version of the Bible. Yes. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye guys. been listening to a Believer Entertainment production.